plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award-winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. You're very welcome to this latest Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy, recorded live at our studio at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. If you're in this neck of the woods, pop into the White Sands Hotel, say hello, tell them Adrian and Jeremy sent you, and um, have a bite to eat while you're here in the Oasis Bar just below our studio here. The food is absolutely fantastic, and the bar is a great atmosphere. They do carvery on a Sunday, they've live music over the weekend, and it's just well worth popping into. The Oasis Bar at the White Sands Hotel in Port Marnock in North County, Dublin. So what do we want to talk about on this latest edition of Opinions Matter? Martina sent us a uh, message that I want to read to you. She says, I'm hoping you can use your podcast to talk about the homeless situation in Dublin and that poor woman, Anne, who passed away. I have friends who knew her and she was lovely. It's absolutely tragic. My issue is the blame game. I went onto Facebook and everyone was blaming the government for what happened to uh, poor Anne. Don't get me wrong, I've no love for the current government, but you can't blame them for this tragedy. Why didn't all the people who knew her and went to that vigil help her? Why didn't they care enough then? Too little, too late from all the uh, phone from all the people, should I say, who cared so much. She writes that in uh, quotes. And that's from a lady called um, Martina, who at the end of her message says, R.I.P. Anne. And I have to say, it is it is a terribly, terribly sad story of um, 47-year-old Anne Delaney, who was uh, discovered on Sunday morning. It's... Really sad. It really is. She died on the streets of Dublin um, over last weekend. She's a former nurse. She's a mother. Um, It's understood that she'd been living rough for at least seven years, first on Thomas Street, and then she moved to uh, Anger Street. Again, it's such a tragedy. It really is. But um, a lot of people on social media commentary have been saying that it is the fault of the government. This and, is all the government's fault. And using it as an excuse to take pot shots at uh, the plantations, as they call them, the illegal immigrants coming on. They, geez, they're obsessed with the Ill- illegal immigrants. Instead of just passing condolence um, for the tragic loss of Anne, I'm just reading on, on Twitter here some of, the, some of the comments here. Another Irish person who's died on the streets while the illegal settlers get homes, heating, food, clothes, pocket money, etc. It should never have happened. Another one, shame on the government. The government has blood on its hands. Um, poor Anne dies, and meanwhile all illegals are treated like royalty. Now, to that person who... Again, this shouldn't be a them versus us situation. By the way, to that fool who said that, Brendan, you've obviously never been in a direct provision centre because there's certainly not royalty that they're treated like there. But this is not a them and us situation. I have a problem as well. I have a problem with the, with the finger pointing because the people pointing the finger, as usual, uh, haven't got a clue what they're what they're talking about haven't got a clue meaning what meaning okay how the, the argument is uh, and the reason people say it's the government's fault is because we have such a chronic housing shortage in this country that people like Anne ended up uh, sleeping rough on our streets that's the argument that's why they blame the government okay now we're going to talk to somebody who knew who knew her uh, quite well uh, and I believe all is not was uh, as it seemed so here's the thing here's the tragic truth of homelessness and addiction and psychiatric issues, yeah? Um, the, the, the problem with that is it's a very complicated situation. Uh, Anne was, was not a woman who was alone in this world. She had family. She had friends by accounts. If you're to look at the uh, the outpouring of grief and the amount of people that knew her, I know people who knew her and used to walk by her regularly. She was a lovely woman. But by all accounts, she a lot of people knew her. And my question would be, first of all, and I'm not talking about the homeless charities. They did great work. And, and continue to, to, to help her. But the, all the people who were at the, a lot of the people were at the vigil who said they walked by her every day, who used to talk to her every day. What did you do when she was alive to help to help this poor woman? What did you do? Okay. It's like when you see, um, when so a family member dies, yeah, and you see someone, but this wrecks my head, when you see someone posting on Facebook and they go, oh, um, 
my auntie, Mar- my auntie Mary is in heaven. If only there was a telephone that could that could reach heaven. And I'm like, you didn't fucking ring her when she was alive. That really, really. I'm sorry for the language, but it really, really annoys me that people wait until someone passed away before. Oh, I wish I could talk to that person. I wish that person should have got help. Do that while the person is alive. Okay, that's that's what that's what I'm pissed off about. I'm no lover of the government either, but I'm sick of this whole thing that as soon as something happens. That it's always the government, the government, the government. Like, what? whatever happened to people um, taking things on themselves? Whatever happened to that? And not having to rely on the government um, uh, for everything. Yeah? Um, but, Jer- but again, Jer- that, Jer- argument, okay, that yeah. argument is... Hang Eddie, on. Okay, hang on. Eddie's pissed off. Jeremy, what did you do? Get off your high horse. Eddie, I didn't do anything. Uh, I didn't know the woman. I never met the woman. I know people that did. But I wasn't at the vigil. And I wasn't on social media blame, pointing the finger of blame. Again, Eddie, what I would do is, first of all, listen to this show... And you will hear that this woman's um, story was very, very complex. For some people, sadly, you can, you can only do so much. And some people, unfortunately, fall through those, through those cracks. It's a tragic, tragic case. My heart goes out to her. But I'd like to ask some of the people who were at that vigil, what, when you were walking by her every day and you were talking to her, did you ever think, I wonder, does she need help or whatever the case may be? Now, Chris O'Reilly is from the Liberty Soup Run. And uh, Chris, uh, firstly, you're very welcome to Opinions Matter. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having us. No problem at all, Chris. Chris, the other night uh, you spoke at a uh, vigil in uh, memory of Anne. Tell me a little bit about uh, Anne Delaney. Well, from what we know of Anne, we, we know Anne like very personal the last probably over five years now. And Anne, Anne was just, she was a good person inside and out and she was a character, you know, and she just, she just fell on hard times, you know. She she chose the wrong path and where our own struggles whatever went on in our, in our past life. And one, I hate to judge or to question that. I don't know exactly what happened. But all I know is Anne ended up on the streets and she became homeless and, you know, she was just a lovely individual, you know. She was a great person, a joyful person, a, you know, a thankful person. Uh, and sometimes she could be sad, sometimes she could be happy. And she's human, you know. But it was just so sad what happened to her to die in a doorway like that, you know. A woman of forty-seven years of age, like came from a great background, and it's just you say to yourself, where do things go wrong, you know? But she was a great person, a really lovely person. And how often would you have had contact with her? Oh, well, me and many other soup kitchens around Dublin and especially the, the community of where she was staying, like the whole lot of the liberties and the area where she was, where she was founded. Um, Anne would never go without anything. And we'd go to her on a nightly basis, you know, and sometimes you'd pull in the van and she'd be having a bad day and she'd say, no, just leave me alone tonight. But other days you'd pull up and you'd sit there for 20 minutes where, you know, and you'd, she'd be telling you a joke, she'd be writing you poem, she'd be... She'd ask you for a shot of your phone. So listen, she loved Aslan, you know, she played a bit of Aslan where I'd be singing along with her. She was just a great person, you know. It's just it's so, so sad. So sad. Now my understanding is that in, in recent uh, weeks and months that she was no longer uh, seeking shelter, that she she chose to uh, to sleep rough. Is that right? No. So what happened? Anne's, Anne's sleeping rough a long, long time now. All right. So Anne was sleeping in a little doorway um, down where she was found dead. And it was outside the shop, but I don't know. New owners took over and there was a shutter put there to protect the shop. I don't know where the shutter was put there. But Anne was forced out into the cold and onto the pathway. But, um, and that's where she passed away. And I'm not saying that's the reason she passed away. But Anne was rough sleeping for a lot of years, yes. She she was in a hostel first of all and she was happy there a good few years ago. That hostel closed down and Anne, she tried many different hostels but she wasn't comfortable there. She didn't feel safe and she just found safety on the streets. And obviously the streets aren't a particularly uh, safe place to uh, to be sleeping. But this this lady really uh, got to people in the, in, uh, and you could see that from the amount of people that turned up for that vigil the other night. Mm. Yeah, because I'll tell you why, because and look, like many other homeless people, like they're human beings, you know, everybody has a story. It doesn't because because you're on the streets doesn't mean that you haven't got a story and you're, you're like a nobody. If you sit down and talk to these guys like we do on a nightly basis and hear these people's stories, they're just normal people that have to fall on hard times, whether it's through mental health, whether it's through addiction, whether it's through family background, there's always a story there. And Anne was one of them stories, you know, and, you know, it's just, it's so wrong that we just, we need more support out there. We need more, we need more help out there, you know, it's just, it's wrong. It's wrong. Um, some of your uh, members of the Liberty Soup Run said after Anne's passing that you're basically broken hearted and angry. Who are you angry with? 
But angry, well, not angry. Look, at everybody's angry when someone dies, you know, and that could be a figure of speech when you're being interviewed. Well, I suppose you can be angry. You can be angry at the system, you know, because, you know, we, we deal with homeless people every night of the week and they're saying these hostels are unsafe to live in. We're hearing story after story about government-funded buildings not being rent properly and they're choosing to sleep on the streets. Now, I don't think homeless people want to sleep on the streets, but they find comfort there, they find safety rather than going into these hostels where there's lots of stuff happening, like, like I don't know what goes on, but it's meant to be crazy what's happening in some of them. And that's that's the reality of it, you know, and people can be angry because of that reason, you know. And to see a woman like that pass away on the streets of Dublin, you know, and everybody reached out to Anne and Anne just came to that place of, you know, I think from my, from my personal relationship or she just, like, not gave up. She was just fed up and she just basically gave up and just didn't think anybody was there to help her anymore. But everybody wanted to help her. She was loved and she was liked, you know. And it, unfortunately, and we've said this before on this podcast, you can't force help onto somebody. Somebody has to want to take help. No, you can't force, but what you can do, you can show love and you can show respect and kindness to these people. And that's what we do and that's what we want to do, to let them know they're not on their own and there is hope. And if we have to keep going back there seven nights a week and we do have success stories, we do save people's lives, we do get them off the streets. But Anne sadly lost her life on the streets. And of course people are going to be angry, you know. What's going on in the country now these days, like, it's just crazy and people are so angry over What do you mean by that? What's going on in the country nowadays? What I do you mean, mean by that? I just mean like what's happening like with tents all over the city. There's people coming in with nowhere to put them. I'm not here to give out about that and I'm not I'm not coming across as like I don't want this happening. I'm just saying we need to have a system in place. We need to stop this. Like it's only a small country we're living in and Things have to change. Things have to change. Like, people are dying on the streets. That's the reality of it, you know? And uh, at the vigil uh, the other night, like I said, a, a, a sizable crowd uh, turned up. Uh, you spoke at it yourself. Others did. Yeah. Uh, played some music in memory of, uh, of Anne. How do we prevent something like this happening again? Well, it's 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 not an easy task, all right? But what it is, is, like, soup kitchens that's, like, not government-funded, and I'm one of them. Like, we all need to sit together, like, with government, if government supported us. And we, we're, we're the ones out there dealing with these people. We know what they need. And we fight for these places. We fight for more resources, more treatment centres. Like, I send people away all over to Europe. There's not enough treatment centres for the people we deal with, whether it's drug addiction, alcohol addiction, mental health. We need more of these resources. We need more people on the streets um, spreading awareness that there is help there, there is places there, but we don't have any of that information because we don't have it in Ireland. We have got places, but it's just not enough for what's going on. And again, it's, as I said, it's such a sad story uh, to hear of, uh, of Anne's passing. And um, Chris, well done to you and everybody involved in uh, Liberty Soup Run for everything that uh, that you continue to do uh, yeah. and for everything that you would have done for Anne during her uh, life. And we really appreciate you talking to us. And can I just say one thing? I just want to thank everybody, the public, the general public, everybody that was there and would have liked Anne and talked about Anne. And we just want to send, she's getting buried tomorrow down in her hometown and we just want to send all our love and prayers to her family, you know, and look, we'll miss her but we must keep fighting on because there's plenty more hands out there, you know, that we need to try to save as well. So thanks to everybody and thanks for the interview and yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, Chris O'Reilly from uh, Liberty Soup Run, thanks very much indeed for joining us on the Opinions Matter podcast. And that's what you're listening to. Uh, We want to take your calls in just a moment. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Looking for a new job in 2024? Recruit.ie, leaders in the recruitment industry and frontrunners of all the jobs expos nationwide are excited to launch their newest jobs board. A fantastic platform to bring companies and skilled workers together. With a huge amount of job vacancies, it's the best place to find that perfect job that suits your needs. Simply visit Recruit.ie to upload your CV and apply free of charge. Companies wishing to advertise their job vacancies can contact Brona at Recruit.ie directly. Find your dream job today at Recruit.ie. Very sad uh, to listen to Chris yep. describe and, Anne and, and her life and, and how again, she essentially slipped through the cracks but that's, that's in, exactly. in, re- in recent weeks and months just almost gave up. And that's what I don't get the, the blame game. Now is not the time for uh, a blame game, especially when you're blaming the wrong people and pointing the finger in the wrong place. If you remember back to, geez, I'm trying to work out what year it was. Was it 20? Yeah, it was 2014 when Jonathan Corry died. I now, remember all, well. of, all of you will know that story because Jonathan Corry 
tragically passed away in a doorway, a stone's throw away from government buildings. And that was the irony of the whole thing, that he literally died in a... Nobody should ever die in a, in a doorway or sleeping rough or anything like that. And then little details, everybody again was getting angry, angry with this one. And Oh, but why didn't the government help Jonathan Curry? Why didn't people help Jonathan Curry? And then as little as more and more news came out about his situation, it was revealed that he had sold two houses. He had been given two houses, which is two houses more than most people in Ireland and certainly one house more than all of us. Uh, he'd been given two houses uh, throughout his life and uh, sold both houses. And again, it's just a situation where, and I'm not saying it's excusable, it's not excusable, but some people do not, no matter what you do for them, they, they just they just can't be helped, even if they don't want to be helped. I mean, I'm reading one article about uh, Anne Delaney there in the Indo, and it says, it's understood that Mr. Delaney regularly declined offers of assistance and had chosen not to take refuge in night shelters as she felt unsafe. So maybe we do need to look at the... At the um, We've spoken to people before who stay in those shelters and, Jesus, you're taking your life in your hands in some of them. But maybe we need, we need to look at that. But point your anger uh, in, the, in the right direction. Don't be blaming foreign nationals on it, OK? I know a lot of you like to blame foreign nationals on everything, even the weather. Um, that's, not the, that's not the issue here. Anne is one of those cases. Could it have been preventable? No, but I'm asking you. Do you think it could have been preventable? Only if she was prepared to take help. Yeah. So the only way... To, and again, I'm just guessing here, but the only way, in my opinion, would have been to drag Anne off the streets, forcibly off the streets. But, um, which you can't do. Which you cannot do. So if somebody else has a better answer, I'm here to listen. 085-825-2626 is our number. Kira, you're on Opinions Matter. How are you, Kira? Hi, Adrian. How are you? Uh, good, thanks, Kira. Well, what did you want to say on this? Well, just, I think, just like some of the comments, like... I just feel that people can be very judgmental. Like I have, I'm well qualified to comment on it now because I used to work with the homeless people, but also I've actually been hospitalized seven times myself for my own mental health. Um, and like the conditions, both for the public and private, are actually dreadful. Like, you know, I was in the hospital for 15 weeks and I didn't even see a psychologist. I was actually helping people self-harming. All the patients, we were all looking after each other. We were all sharing each other. We were all minding each other. The resources were shocking. And the way we were treated because we were suffering with mental health conditions, like there needs to be an undercover documentary done on it. It's, it's actually vile and it's disgusting how private facilities can get can get away with it. Also, with the public, I was waiting several years in the public for, you know, help as well. Nobody got back to me. I have a minister at the moment going through my file to see, like, what support, I currently no support whatsoever. And then, you know, um, I they're trying to get a peer support worker for me because I can't really leave the house much I have to look after. I have to get people I know to help me do things I need to do. And so, and there's just absolutely no no sport. So I can well see why somebody might decide I'm going to have a few drinks to get myself out the door. I'm going to do this to get, like, actually zero support, very little for people with uh, mental health issues. And then that leads into addiction. And there's so much addiction also in the country. So it's not really straightforward. And a lot of people are actually traumatised because of their family circumstances, like maybe as a child. There's some form of abuse in the family home. You know, um, people can end up in, you know, uh, homelessness for any amount of reason. I volunteered and worked with them. you know, homeless people for seven years, full time and part time with the Simon community as well. So I really so, know what let me ask you, like. When you hear, um, <laughs> and I'll read this message from Martina again, she says, uh, Don't, um, my issue is the blame game and everybody blaming the government for uh, the likes of what happened to, uh, to poor Anne. She says, uh, I went, went onto Facebook and everybody was blaming the government for what happened. Uh, don't get me wrong, I've no lo- love for the government, but you can't blame them for this tragedy. Um, why why didn't all the people who knew her and went to that vigil help her? Uh, why didn't they care enough? Too little, too late from all the people who cared so much. What do you say to that? Well, I would say that you can definitely blame the government uh, for some uh, for some of this because I actually met with a government minister there before Christmas and she says, I don't have to tell you the mental health force in this country, you live it every day. And she said, there is no funding given. 
So if there was more funding given for mental health uh, health facilities and care workers for people with mental health conditions and more support, this woman probably wouldn't have felt that she had to go down the route she did. If there was more accommodation, maybe she'd be able to get out of her family home or possibly like domestic abuse uh, or abuse, you know, that she ended up that way. Obviously, we don't so, know any of that. But what you're saying is that the government actually is to blame because the facilities provided, um, the treatment available for uh, mental health is just not adequate. And you have experienced Oh, it's that. shocking. Oh, my doctor told me I should, I should emigrate because it's, it's really bad. Like there's, I, I have a minister here looking, I was in hospital six months ago and I still have, they don't know where my file is, public or private, they can't find it. I've no support, no follow-up. I saw no psychologist for 16 weeks. I've, there's no peer support workers in the area, I was told. You know, there's absolutely nothing. Okay, so uh, so Jeremy, the, the the point is that people like Anne, uh, God love her, fall through the cracks, yeah, yeah, uh, because the supports just aren't good enough. So therefore, you can blame the government. The government and the the health system is just not fit for purpose, and that's how people like Anne sadly fall through the cracks and ultimately die. I can't comment on the on the health service. But you're, uh, you're, you're being told by, no, by, by Kira here who's been what, there and done that. No, I've no doubt that it is it is a, it is at a full stretch. But again, I've asked the question and nobody can give you the answer. What could someone have done if we were to rewind back a week ago today, yeah? If we were to rewind back a week ago today and with our glass ball be able to see that poor Anne was going to tragically die in a few days' time, what could someone have done for her? That's the question I want to ask. Kira, what do you think? Um, well, there's, there definitely is the rough sleeper team. I remember from my time that when I worked in the science community, there are the rough sleeper team and perhaps they could have like got her linked in with like, you know, a hospital where she could go. But obviously she didn't feel... No, no, I'm, 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 my, my, my understanding is over recent weeks and months, she uh, didn't want uh, to take up hostel accommodation because... She didn't feel safe. She felt safer on the streets. That's what we were told a, a, a couple of minutes ago. Um, but a, again, the point that that Jeremy's making is that we're too quick to point the finger of blame at the government because there, even though it may not be adequate, there is help available uh, if you want to take it. But you just can't force people to take the help. So it's, it's like, and I'm not saying this is... Well, a help in a hospital isn't really like, like in a hospital full of people shooting up drugs and all. That's okay, not but supposing, really help. Okay, like, okay, but know? supposing in a, in a completely hypothetical situation, and Kira, supposing, again, we rewind back uh, six months ago, we can tell what's going to happen to Anne in the future, and the government decides, because that's all the comments I've seen online, is foreigners get houses, why didn't she get a house? So the government... Had they handed her a brand new, lovely, out of the box house in in Clonny, for argument's sake? There's your house, Anne. There you go. Do you think we would have we would have been still in the situation where we're in now? No, I think she would have got more support and more help if, because obviously, if she's going to be living in a house, her mental health is going to like you know get better, you know, and she could be linked in with local services or whatever. You know, I do think there, you know, even though there is not very many services, if I'm going to be honest with you now. Um, I think it would have saved her life a little bit, yeah, if she was able to afford, if she had accommodation, yeah. But as, but as well, there's only so much, having family members who've had serious mental health issues, you know, you look at the situation with Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor had all the money in the world. The woman was a millionaire. Um, you know, all the money in the world, having a beautiful house. Sinead O'Connor had a beautiful house as well. Having a house is not the answer to all. Some people just can't, and I'm not saying this is a situation, but Anne, some people just cannot be helped. That's, that's not only in Ireland, that's in every single country. Some people are just beyond helping. Or do people not believe I that? I, I, do I understand, Jeremy, but for those of us that do want help, there is no help. So how do you, like... Hey, like I know every day when I get up, life is a complete battle and I know I do it on my own and there's very little resources. So like, how is it before somebody like me gets worn down with that system and becomes Anne? Do you know what I mean? She was 47, 10 years older than me. I don't know if I have another 10 years of this life battling mental health conditions with absolutely no support. This life can really break people, you know, and there's just no support out there for people. So I really think there should be, there should be like, you know, accessible 
uh, support that you can attend on a weekly basis in your area. There should be peer support workers for people. You know, there there should be more education and more awareness on what mental health is. It's just not a bad mood. It could be anything from hearing voices to panic attacks to like agoraphobia to alone. So it does so much. And the trauma is another thing. Some people are actually traumatized because their families are abusive and they're trying to get away from okay, their families. Okay, so, so, so when we hear tragically of somebody dying on our streets, you believe ultimately the state is at fault. We have failed that woman. I do. Yeah, years ago maybe, uh, but uh, given I have lived the lack of resources, uh, like I can really say that the government are not doing enough at all for mental health. And then, of course, mental health can lead on then to addiction if it's not sorted. So I do believe the government are not doing. And I was in with a minister and she fully told me how underfunded it is. So I, I definitely think they are to blame. You right. know? Thanks very much indeed, Kira. Let me go to uh, Jessica. You're on Opinions Matter. Hiya, Jessica. There he is. Now, Jessica, you're a bit angry. Why? Because they do this day after day, year after year. And people are saying they're not to blame. They're the ones in, they're the ones in charge. They're the ones in power. Who are we else? Who else are we meant to blame? And that's for you, Jeremy. You say you're not a liberal, but you're there pretty much licking their arses. No, again, I said... You're absolute brown nose. Why am I brown? What have I said here that's factually incorrect? Just tell me. That, uh, you're more or less praising them that they're doing a good job. And well, that, that's a lie. Yeah, does, uh, sorry, Adrian, have I praised the government? No, I don't no, think he's praised them. No. So you, you, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't corrected them either, have you, though? No, no, no I just said in this instance, the, the, the finger cannot be pointed. In well, I hope it never happens to you. That's all. What I do you hope? Say. You hope what never happens to me? That you ever? I hope to God you never have to end up on the streets because I love. Well, I would actually pay. I would pay to put Leo and his pals out on the streets for a few nights. See how long they last. They wouldn't last pissing. No, they, they they probably wouldn't. No more than you would, or no more than I would. I'd never wish homelessness on anybody. No, uh, but they deserve. No, but no, yes, I think it's. A, it. I think it's disgusting. No, it's, it. no, it's disgusting to wish homelessness on anybody. To be honest with you. Oh, not on Leo and his little pals. I say they deserve it. Bring it on to them. But that poor woman. Yes. No, they had every chance to help, but they choose. So, do you think Leo to... even knew who who Anne Delaney was up until tw- forty eight no, hours ago? No, knows, no, but you don't. He knows don't that talk daft. Don't talk daft, Jess. Don't talk daft. No, don't talk nonsense. I'm not talking nonsense. Are you going to tell me that they don't know that there is people out there sleeping rough and homeless? They know damn well. Uh, Jess, you, you'd be the care. very, you'd be the very same person. You'd be the very same. You would be the very same person that if someone died of a heroin overdose today and it was in the news, you'd be the very same person that oh, it was their own fault. They started taking drugs. You would. I would, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, well, there I, you go. I so you're making the case with this woman, is it? No, is no, it no, no. Nobody is saying it's the case. Well, why would you not show sympathy for someone who overdosed uh, on a park bench from heroin? Why would you not show sympathy for them? Is that Leo's fault? Because that's a choice. Homelessness is a choice. Is that Leo's fault if someone dies on a park bench from a heroin overdose? I'd argue it is, yeah, because there's. Well, no, no. Hang on a second. But hang on a second. No, no. No, hang on a second ago. Hang on a second ago. You said no, it's their own fault. So you can't change your mind mid sentence. He said it's their no, own, it's the, it's their own no, fault. No, it is their own fault, but the services need to so, be no, 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 I'm confused. Is it Leo's fault or their own fault? Which is it? It can't be both faults. It's all their faults, the little scumbags and the doll. It's all their faults because they don't want to change the place and make it better for us. They'd rather shaft us day in, day out than every time they can hurry in. And don't say that's nothing to do with it because it is a part of it as well. So when you hear um, of somebody like uh, this lady Anne passing away uh, on our streets, uh, uh, you, you believe that the government is to blame? They, they are 100% to blame. They've blood on their hands. And you know what? Like I said, put them out on the street. No food, no nothing for a week. See how long they last. Okay, well, Jessica, you seem very passionate about this, and I admire that. I admire that passion. What I want you to do then tonight. What are you getting smart for? No, I'm actually. What's it us for? No, I was actually being sincere. Oh, you're such passion. No, you do. You are very passionate you're about it. No, I don't know. Oh, okay, so what I want you to do tonight is, or this evening about nine o'clock, go into town, go up to one of the doorways uh, in the city centre, go up to one of those poor souls who's stuck in a doorway, which no human being should ever be, and bring one of them into your house tonight and make sure they're looked after. Why don't you do that? No, 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 I'm not the one on here pontificating. No, and, and I'm not the one on here going yeah, on like yeah, Mother like Trees of Calcutta. I'm not the one going on no, about... No, you're like them. You, you, you'd be personal no, 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 you don't give a crap. No, why won't you do it? Why won't you do it? I'm just asking you. Do you don't have the space. I'm sure you would, though, wouldn't you? Don't, don't have the space either. Uh, three kids. No, but why do you? I'm not the one on. Um, well, that's your choice. So why don't you do that? I just said I don't have the space, and it's not up to me. I'm not. In, I'm not. I'm not a government body, am I? But what are you doing to help the situation? I'm not a government body. 
No, but what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you doing to help the situation? What are you doing? I'll ask you that. I'm not the one here pontificating. Yeah, but I'm asking you what are you doing. You're probably doing nothing either. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't said that I that I would do. And I'm not. I'm not going to turn this into oh look what yeah, I've done. For, look care. what I've, I've done. Plenty. You're like them, and you don't care. Okay, well that that's a lie, Jess. And I take offence to that because Adrian will know. Uh, just because I don't put photographs up on social media, uh, how much have I done for for charity over yeah, the years? A lot, a lot, a lot yeah. for charity. Yeah. Stay there for a second. I want to bring in uh, Samantha. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Samantha. Hi, guys. Hope you're well. Good. Uh, thanks, Samantha. What did you want to say on this? I just want to start off by making it clear I don't know very much about Anne's situation and what she went through in life. Um, I'm not sure about the background or anything like that, just what I see on social media. But I want to say I was very disappointed in the amount of people that are on social media saying, oh my God, the government this and the government that. And then these people were saying, oh, I gave Anne a fiver one day or I'm Anne's friend and somebody else has videos up singing with her or something. Um, did those people think they did enough for this woman? Like, surely to God, they're up on social media saying all this stuff, and yet this woman has gone off the earth. So why blame it on the government? What about the family? What about these friends? What about the community? That's what I feel today. Okay, so, um, and we, uh, this is exactly where this conversation started from, a lady called Martina getting in touch with us, more or less to say the exact same thing that you just said, that uh, people are so quick to point the finger of blame at uh, the government when there were uh, people who knew this woman, were closer to this woman, and your question to them is, what did you do? Exactly, like, I think people are too quick to blame the government on everything, in every situation in life lately. But what saddens me is, as I said, I don't know much about Anne, only what I'm seeing on social media, and I hope she rests in peace now, God love her. But I do wonder, where was her family, especially if she had these mental health problems? Where are her siblings? Where are her own family? You know, where are these friends that keep putting up all these videos and pictures on social media? Why didn't they offer her a bed? And if they knew she was struggling so bad, even more so, offer help, you know? You have to persuade these people to, you know, get the help that they need any way you can. You can't just point the finger at somebody else because of something that you didn't do. You you choose to ignore and hope that somebody else will fix it, you know? Okay, so you find... Uh a degree of hypocrisy here from uh, people who would have known this woman. A hundred percent I do. I'm sure a lot of people do as well. I'm sure a lot of people are saying, oh, it's just a government fault. How could it be? Do you know? She's absolutely, the government didn't no. know what I'm like. Samantha, you're absolutely... I mean, Jess there, geez, a few minutes ago, I thought that Leo knew her personally, knew her circumstances personally. Like, Jesus Christ. No, but you were making absolute sense. The hypocrisy and the outpouring of grief. Yes, absolutely. Outpour your grief, and grief should be outpoured. And, you know, we should remember Anne uh, for the beautiful woman that she was. But where were all these people? And again, I go back to the old thing on Facebook when a family member dies and someone puts up a post. Oh, I wish there was a telephone to heaven so I could speak to me, to me auntie to me Auntie Betty or whatever you didn't even visit Betty in in all the time she was alive it's not important what you do and I always say that to, to people as well I don't want anybody to visit my grave when I die I've said that m- so many times I don't want my kids yeah. I don't want my kids to visit my grave I don't want my wife if I go before I don't want her I don't want anybody I don't want you either even Adrian well, maybe bring some flowers. But I don't want anybody visit my grave. I want people to visit me and look after me while I'm still alive. Because it doesn't matter after exactly. I'm gone. It's, it's what people do for you when, when you're, you're alive yep. that, that counts. And if people can't see that, you're fucking stupid. Pardon my French. Okay, stay there for one second, Samantha, because there's somebody who wants to talk to you in, uh, in just a moment. Our number is 085-825-2626. This is Keith. Crazy when uh, this woman became homeless, like there was nothing for her, nowhere to go. Like we know yet they tried to get her some help and they tried to get her places or whatever, but her mental health crashed on her. You know, uh, there was no effort put into getting her off the street. The more the effort was into bringing in people into the fucking country because we have to worry about their mental health and uh, their well-being. You know, the situations they're running from where the people on the Irish fucking streets have no, no option but to die on the fucking streets. If they can't fight for themselves, they die on the street. No help comes for them. If it wasn't for the people going around feeding them at night, they would have no help coming to them. This government and anybody who fucking open up their borders to bring in these fucking refugees into the country and open up every fucking shed that's out there from a shed to a fucking hotel to put them in there. But they couldn't come along and say to this woman, here, here's a place for you to stay. Like I was told there last night that immigration didn't cause her debt. 
And my response was, well, she would have appreciated one of those fucking hotel rooms. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Looking for a new job in 2024? Recruit.ie, leaders in the recruitment industry and frontrunners of all the jobs expos nationwide are excited to launch their newest jobs board. A fantastic platform to bring companies and skilled workers together. With a huge amount of job vacancies, it's the best place to find that perfect job that suits your needs. Simply visit Recruit.ie to upload your CV and apply free of charge. Companies wishing to advertise their job vacancies can contact Brona at Recruit.ie directly. Find your dream job today at Recruit.ie. Now, just back to uh, the message that we played from uh, Keith. Keith. Keith, I can't go two seconds without mentioning refugees. Literally, we could be talking about um, there's a shortage in KFC of chicken this week. Okay, KFC has run out of chicken, Adrian. KFC doesn't have chicken, and people ring and say, oh, the fucking refugees are eating all the chicken. Bring it back to Ukraine. Like, everything is not about refugees. Refugees, Keith, you may not like them living in your country, but they're living in your head rent-free. Do you literally have thousands of refugees living in your head rent-free? You've got to get over that hate. You really do, because it's, it's going to burn inside you. John, you're disgusted with Samantha. Why? I am Asian. How are you doing, Asian? How are you doing, Jeremy? How are you? Um, this, is, this is a great show, this. And, um, you know, it's, it's terrible what happened, Dan. And for Samantha to come around, and, and I, I have to laugh at this, because... She's saying that the government aren't, uh, you know, they, they, they can't be blamed for this, of course, because we know quite well that Anne was offered, um, you know, well, what we were told that she was offered um, a, a couple of places and she didn't feel safe in them, you know. So who else is to blame for that? Some, uh, you know, well, I don't get where Samantha's coming so from. Sorry, like, where, where, so sorry, it's the government's fault that people uh, using hostels treat them with contempt and take drugs and uh, are involved in anti-social behaviour in these hostels. Be making, that, that's if, the government's if, fault, if is it? If they're making... Hold on for a minute, Asian. Of course it is, because the hostels that should be provided for people should be a safe haven for people, Asian. And you know quite that. Well, you, you, everybody knows that quite well. You should be able to feel safe. If there's, a, if there's a place available for you to sleep at night, you should be able to lock a door and feel safe. You shouldn't be going in with a load of junkies and scumbags and everything else that you're going to say, oh, they were all this, they were all that... You should be able to feel safe. You should be able to sit there at night and say, well, that's a safe bed for tonight. Absolutely you should. And I think everybody should agree. You know, everybody would agree with me on that. You know, we've modular homes there up nice there. I'm sure you've seen them all over all over the, the social media. Why wasn't Anne given one of them? Why wasn't Anne given a social, you know, a, a, one of them uh, modular homes? She said on the streets because she felt safe on the streets. That that's what, they, what's, what people are saying, Asian. So now you said, Jeremy, a few minutes ago, what could we have done for Nan that would have made things a bit better? I think, and I only think, that one of them modular homes are anything with a front door key would have helped her a long time, would have, would have helped her at least. John, John, you know? the, John, the woman had psychiatric issues, okay? The woman probably... Yeah, so, and so does... And here, 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 a lot of people do. Just, Hold on for the journey. Just What's listen, What's the to say? She doesn't think she has another 10 years left on her to go in through and to go through the shit that she's going yeah. through to get a bit of mental health support. What do you actually think? And whose fault is that, Jeremy? Who the fuck's fault is it? It's the fucking government's fault, you shithead. Who else is it? Okay, first of all, John, the, the, the same government, yeah, and completely different issue, but I'm going to pull you up on you. The same government you moan about 24-7, you're happy to take uh, dole money off them every week, so... I will fucking take you. Of course I'll take you. no fucking qualms of saying that. Of course, yeah, yeah. The, Why but, wouldn't I? Well, hang on, the government you Why hate... Why wouldn't I? Hang on, when, when I was a kid, there was an, an auntie I didn't like. Never took money off her because I couldn't stomach to take money off her. You'll happily, you'll happily slap the government across with your left hand while taking money from them with your right hand for I doing... I will fucking for, smash the government left, right and centre like hand, and I tell you what, that girl should have been given a modular home or she should have been given a hotel you, room, like Keith said there. You don't she should have been. She refused help on several... Again, are you listening to a different show? Are you actually listening I am to listening to what... I am exactly, and I'm giving you the points that I... Okay, yeah, matter, uh, but again, again, um, uh, uh, in recent weeks and months, she uh, no longer sought shelter. That's what one woman who knew I her I don't said. blame her, Jeremy, our agent. I don't blame her. And I tell you what, Jeremy, our agent, I want to sleep in my fucking car before they go into one of them shelters. I've heard horror stories, and I'm sure everybody has had about... Let me put a question to you, John. I hope you can work this one out, okay? Okay. So we all agree that the homeless shelters are, are can be dangerous places. We've spoken to people in Bifa before that have to sleep with one, literally with one eye open because they're afraid of being being either robbed or stabbed. Of course. Yeah? yeah. So yeah. supposing 
um, one of the pers- one of the people staying in these hostels. Obviously, a lot of these people who are staying in homeless hostels are dangerous, nasty individuals. Yeah. Okay. Are you following me so far? I am. Yes. So, I w- am. would you agree with me that a lot of the people staying in these men in these uh, homeless hostels uh, are dangerous people that you wouldn't want to sleep beside? Yeah. I wouldn't want to know. No. Okay. Not. So, do you have a problem with them staying in doorways of shops? Then, where do you put them? I, I don't know. I, I, no, 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 answer. No, answer. Yeah. Not this is the thing. Don't come at me with that bullshit. Do would you be happy with them sleeping in doorways? Like, where, where, what do you want me to say on this, Jeremy? Like, it's, well, it's it's, simple, you know, yeah. you kind of simple, you're putting yes, me no, up I, against the wall here. No, like, no, no. What I'm saying is, Jeremy, we, we everybody all, should be. Everybody should be entitled to a safe place to sleep and a, and a where, safe place to and live. Where do you, and where do you put the people who it's not safe to sleep beside? Where do you put them? I don't know. I don't know. You see, again, Samantha was saying, the man with all the answers. I couldn't bring Anne home. I couldn't bring Anne home. But, uh, but, what Samantha said earlier, hang on, John. Okay, let's just deal with this from the start. The reason people like Anne don't feel safe in homeless shelters and hostels is because of rampant and drug taking, uh, rampant yes. alcoholism and uh, yes. antisocial behaviour. I remember speaking to a woman one night as there was uh, a crowd outside literally kicking lumps out of each other uh, at two o'clock in the morning, okay? Now, mm-hmm. how do you, what do you do with those people? This is Jeremy's question. How do you get rid of them, hang on, how do you get rid of them yep. in order for people like Anne to feel safe sleeping in, in hospitals? Oh, you don't because, know, I don't have to. Because then the the those people are, are sleeping on the streets and then there's murder again uh, in a vicious circle well, we're, well, you see, the likes of, we're talking about Anne here. I'm not talking about these people, you see. You just, it's, you know, the Jeremy's good at swinging things, Adrian. He always has been. But what I'm saying is, I'm talking about Anne here. Anne should have been given a modular home. She should have been given a hotel okay, room. Let, let, let me Anne, just... hold on for a minute, Adrian. Anne wasn't a, a drug taker. and She wasn't on the drink, as I know. She wasn't doing any of them quite sort of things. So what needs to be is, Adrian, if you really want to put it that way, we need to set up a place where there's no people taking drugs. There's no people on the fucking drink. John, unfortunately, the, I know uh, that's what you're going to say. Unfortunately, say? we don't have the no, fucking no, no, places, and we don't do this. No, and we that's can't not have what I was going to say. What I was going to say was, unfortunately, a huge percentage of the people that are sleeping rough on our streets are drug dependent, are yes. alcoholics. Well, we shouldn't be putting. And it's for that reason. It's because of that they're on the streets. But we should be putting mental health people and, and people likes of the likes of Anne in with these people. This is my point. Leave them to where they are. Okay, if this is what you're going to... Okay, Jeremy, I'll answer your question. Leave them. See the people that are taking yeah. drugs and, and whatever they are and drinking. We have a hostel for them. We already know they're on drugs and drink most, and they're going to have to put up with that John, shit. John, John, okay, most, listen to me. John, most listen people... Me. Most Say it's people, the North Star. Most, Say, hold on for a minute. Oh Say it's the North Star yeah, Hotel. Yeah. You go... That, that's where you go for... If you're on drugs and on drink, okay? And then we have the South Star Hotel. That's where Anne goes and the likes of everybody else goes okay. about mental health issues okay. and non-drinkers okay, and non John, 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 the, the, There you go. The vast, there you go. The, the, that was simple, wasn't it? The, well, it took you half an hour, wasn't it? Simple. The vast majority of people, John, who are well, living, I didn't hear fucking you. I, the vast majority of people who are sleeping rough on the streets have, e- have either psychiatric problems or addiction yes. or addiction problems. Would you? Would you? Uh, I, and I know because I've interviewed enough of them, so they have one of those two things. Yeah, psychiatric okay. problems or addiction issues. Um, some of them are quite okay. are quite dangerous as well. So if you're talking about kick, kicking everybody out with addiction issues and um, no, 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 I didn't issues, say kick them out. I didn't kick them out. No, they, they, I said leave them where they are and, and have it. You, you cannot give. You cannot put Anne um, um, in a place like this. This and is where I said it, Adrian. Again, John, and again, how many no, no, no. This is what I'm talking about. And if there was a safe to, place, and did if it was a safe place, okay, to I can't hear both. She you didn't want to. I, 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 of recent times, she didn't. Yeah, she of was recent times. Um, let me go to sorry, um, Samantha. Let me go back to you for one second. Um, John is yeah. clearly saying this is totally and utterly the government's fault. Well, John has his head up his arse if he thinks that because John obviously doesn't realise that there must be family and friends there that were in Anne's life at some stage of her life that should have helped her too. So John is quite easily pointing the finger at the government and bringing in every everything about the foreign nationalities with it, which they, these kind of people do on a daily basis to point the finger at somebody else. So, okay, Samantha, can I say something to you for a minute? So, you, 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 you just said, look, okay, Samantha, let, let me paint you a picture here, Samantha, okay? Already we've heard Kira now. The, the, the system, 
is collapsing as we look at it now. The health system is on its ass. The the, the mental health system is on its ass. And you you now you actually think right bringing in what I don't know hundreds of foreign people into this country is going to make this any better? Do you do you really realize that this has a knock on effect, Samantha, on everything that we do in this country? The health services, the doctors, the dentists, the, the nurses, you name it. Every system, it's a knock on effect, Samantha. So it has got to do with the foreign nationals coming into the country. Of course can you can. Go you ahead, Samantha. I'm here all day. Go ahead. Are you not wondering where the family are of Anne and what they have done? Anne didn't just wake up sick. Anne had been sick for a long time before she went on. Oh, you understand that? So I do understand where that, did, Samantha. Where did we go from there? Yeah, well, you see, here's the thing. I don't know what her family done or didn't do. But what I'm saying is, for the future, Anne's, as what Kira is, Kira said it already. I don't think I could do 10 years of this. She said this live on here today. I don't think I can do 10 years of this. But no mental, hold on for a minute, Samantha. No, no mental health services. She's tried. She's tried. My heart bled for that girl there. She's tried her fucking ass off to get herself a bit of help. And there's none. Who do we blame for that, Samantha? Who do we blame for that, Kira, because John, what have you what have you contributed to the country to help out the uh, um, I can't bring I'm not talking about Anne. I'm talking about mental health services, yeah. All these mental health services. I, 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 listen I, I, to yeah, me, yeah. listen to me for a second. Uh, they go all for the one big man. Go. They, go, 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 go. they all require I don't know if you know this because I live in the real world, they, re- they require uh, money to yeah. run. And those money yeah. that oh, money that's right. that money comes from taxes. You haven't contributed anything. Yeah. To, oh, I do to, work. I actually work hard. I told you that and I do. I'm only in from work. Now it doesn't matter. Don't give me this bullshit again, Jeremy. It's nothing got to do with... Do you think that the government are going to miss a bit of tax money from me? No, they fucking aren't. Believe me. Here, as I said to you already, Jeremy, you really, really get smart about that. They see them all up in the doll. They're doing 10 times worse than I am ever will be. They're all taking fucking backhanders, whether you like it or not, and you know it. Now, the fact of the matter is that this country, mentally and, and, and health system, is on its bollocks. It's not because of me ripping off the government 200 quid a fucking week. Believe me, it's not. I can tell you that now, Jeremy. It's nothing got to do with that or anybody else like me. Now, the fact that I will say this and I'll say this again, Jeremy, listen, to, did you not listen to Kira? Will you listen to a different show as what you'd say to me? Okay, you hear what okay John, John, I, w- I want to just point one thing out to you, that I, I, in recent times, it has been widely yeah. reported that this particular lady, Anne, uh, refused help, uh, declined any of offers of, of help, which is terribly mm. sad, okay? You can't yeah force help onto somebody. No, you can't support what, what I would have loved to see is Jeremy, and I'll tell you what I would have loved to see. And we're around front door. That's all I would have liked to see. If it didn't work out, it didn't work out, Adrian and, and Jeremy. If it didn't work out, it didn't now work again, out. Well, we, we, don't know, we don't know uh, Anne's backstory, sadly. We do know she was a nurse at one point in her life, uh, but we don't know her backstory as to how she ended on the streets. Um, and she may well have had a house. Uh, I would imagine she did if she was working as a nurse. I believe she did. I believe she did. I don't, so, so we don't know. Yeah. We don't know the backstory as to how she ended up no. in the situation that she's in so um, the point I'm making is you can't force help onto somebody I get that I, and I do understand that Adrian I, I do get that and I get what you're saying but the fact of the matter is nobody should be dying in doorways and anybody and everybody should have that's on the streets should have a key to their own as I say an apartment a, a, a hotel room anything at all and it should be safe Adrian for, for them to sleep at night not worry about anything else she said she, as I said she felt sleeper everybody said it she, she felt safer sleeping on the streets nobody should see, feel like that no I no, I'm, I'm not going you know, to disagree with you on any of that. Um, but the point I'm making is, and, and a number of people have said it, that Anne has been offered help. People did try to help her, uh, yeah. but you can't force help on people. Yeah, but she was given hostels. She shouldn't be given a hostel agent, and especially the way she was feeling. She refused hostels because she said she felt safer. Why not give her a modular home? Why not give her a hotel room? That's what my argument is. Okay, stay there, for, stay anybody there for a second. Out there, it, yeah. Stay there for a second. I want to bring in uh, Laura. You're on Opinions Matter. Hi, Laura. Hey, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Laura. What did you want to say on this? Um, yeah, it's pretty sad uh, what's happened to Anne. Like, I, I don't know her personally. And, like, I personally, I, like, I wouldn't be one of the people that blame the government because, like, I, I suffer from anxiety myself. So, like, I try and get, you know, st- you know, health and stuff. Well, they go to counselling and stuff like that. But, like, we honestly don't know what she's been going through. And that's exactly you know? what I just and said. We don't know the yeah, woman's uh, like, full backstory. I suffer from mental health myself and 
like it does come down to the person um, if they want help, you know, and like I take the responsibility for myself to go to counselling to help myself, you know, improve my mental health. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, like I could say, like in relation to mental health services in Ireland is like if with the HSC or whatever like that, you only get like 12 sessions of counselling and then you have to wait another six months to, to go and see a counselling. So you have to actually have to pay to get better counselling. So that's another story, but... Yeah, like it's it's sad to hear what's happening. Um, but I certainly it's hard to like I wouldn't really blame the government in that regard. Like we do have a housing crisis, and and the fact that Ireland and the EU as well, we can't really control in the whole immigration thing either. That's something that every country in Europe is dealing with that at the moment. We have a war going on in Ukraine. We have a war going on in like well, we have the Israel thing as well. So like. We can give out about immigration, but like it's like every country is going through that at the moment, and not just in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, like I, I just don't like, and then there's false information, that type of stuff. Like this, it's I just hate the whole thing, blame the foreigners type of thing. It's, it's like it, it's the whole thing. What happened to Anne shouldn't get, bring up this kind of argument of let's blame the foreigners type of thing, like or immigration. It's like it's a it's a tragedy in itself of what happened to Anne. So. We should be looking at that matter. Like, okay, so your you know. point is, and this is what a lot of people have been saying, uh, it is uh, terribly sad to hear of, yeah. the, of the passing of someone someone uh, like Anna on the streets. As we said, we don't yeah. know her full backstory. Yeah, Ma- maybe in time we might yeah. learn a bit more about her. Uh, but yeah. your, your point is, you need to seek help yourself and not wait for it. Yeah, like, well, I don't know her, like, personally, like, no, no, I, I don't know, know if Jim. she looks for help or whatever. I'm just saying in my perspective of, like, me, like, going through, through anxiety and stuff like that, like, I, I do look out for help, you know, when you need help, because that's what I do anyway, like, I wouldn't be blaming the government on my part of... Okay, so uh, you, you, you believe that people are too quick to uh, just po- point the finger of blame point at the, the, at the fingers, government? Like, yeah, because like, as we know with anything with government, you only get a certain amount of money that goes towards different resources and maybe it's a thing they can't control what funding goes towards whatever section in the country. It's that type of stuff as well. So we don't know the ins and outs of how government is run and, and stuff like that. So. I'm just, that's just my right. uh, point of view anyway. Good to talk to you, Laura. Thanks very much indeed. Yeah, no um, before okay. we uh, Before we wrap this up, I want to squeeze in uh, a few more of your uh, voice notes. A lot of reactions to this. This is Sean. How's it going, lads? Good afternoon. Yeah, it's horrible what happened to her. But she was, she, as you said there, she was refusing help. Like, so you can't, kind, you can't be blaming the government and be blaming family and friends because... Like, at the end of the day, she was refusing help. So what else can you do for someone that's refusing help? Like, there's only so much you can do for them. I don't think blame goes on anyone, really. Yeah, again, it's a horrible situation to happen to her. Take it easy. All right, thanks very much indeed, Sean. And finally, Eddie. How are you, lads? Look, it's very hard to form an opinion on Anne's situation when, like you say, you don't know the backstory. So we're all surmising and we're all guessing, right? But the harsh truth is, and people don't like admitting this because your class is far, right? Nobody is going into the health services, into carer roles, psychological roles, all this. The government just can't attract people. And you can't blame the government if someone doesn't want to go in that career path. But the problem you can blame the government for, and people won't like this, when resources are stretched to the limit, and then you decide to bring in hundreds of thousands of other people who are going to have their own issues, then it becomes even harder to look after people. And that's when people fall through the net. That's not being far right. That's just common fucking sense. All right, Eddie, thanks very much indeed uh, for your message. Uh, an interesting uh, conversation. And again, we can't uh, wrap up this podcast without sending our, our deepest sympathies and condolences to uh, Anne and her family and her friends uh, who all mourn her uh, passing on Sunday. That has been the Opinions Matter podcast with Adrian and Jeremy. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit subscribe or follow. Click on the little bell icon on Spotify and that way you'll get a notification each and every time we upload a new episode of Opinions Matter. Share it onto your own social media as well. I'm Adrian Kennedy, he's Jeremy Dixon, and that has been Opinions Matter. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.